What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Another New Vision podcast. Cloud with you here. And we are back in our book study through the book of Mark. And I love the book of Mark. I've told you all that before because it is one of the shorter uh, gospel accounts uh, in the synoptic gospel. So you have Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Mark is uh, kind of the shortest one. And like I've told you all before, it is, is kind of really fast paced because one of Mark's favorite words is immediately or how we get the translation at once. And he says that 41 times throughout the whole book. And so we've picked Mark because it's kind of supplementary, complementary to the sermon series that we're doing, going through uh, the parables through various accounts, including Matthew and Luke. And so I picked Mark for this because uh, Mark, it it is fast-paced, it's a quicker narrative, but it it contains fewer of the parables. Now, that being said, today I've got a chapter in Mark chapter 4, where we are going through a, a series of parables, and this is... Uh, Mark's biggest section on parables. But that being said, you know, I've got three parables here in just a matter of like 10 verses. So like I said, it's really fast paced. And so we're going to we're going to cover three parables today. Um, And they're all kind of dealing with the same topic. Really, the big idea is Jesus is with his disciples now and he's talking about, hey, what is the kingdom like? The kingdom of God. Hey, the Messiah is here. And people want to understand like, hey, you taking back Jerusalem? get rid of Rome and sack Rome and we can be, you know, our own theocracy again or or something else going on here. And obviously we know that Jesus's ministry is much more in depth than a political uh, takeover of the bad guys. Uh, he wants to redeem and transform all the hearts of all men everywhere, of every t- tribe and every nation and do something uh, that we can't even comprehend in our small scope of what we think the kingdom should be like. And so these parables are dealing with, well, what's the kingdom like? And so I'm in chapter 4, verses 21 through 34, and of course I'm again reading out of the ESV Bible. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Verse 26, And he said, The kingdom of God is as if man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not why. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Verse 30, And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which, when sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained 
everything. And again, that goes back to the, the, the purpose of parables when Jesus knows his mixed audience and that the, the purpose of them is that they reveal for those who have open hearts and conceal for those who have closed hearts. Uh, and he, he says that multiple times here in this text, you know, those who have ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, you know, the ears of our heart, are, are you open to what the kingdom is really like? then you're going to be seeking out what these these parables are teaching and, and get that message, as it were. So where are our hearts open or not? And so with, again, this is like a really fast pace. We've just got three parables in such a short amount of verses, all dealing with the same subject. And so I wrote three points. Let's keep it short. Um, number one, what you do with Jesus is everything. What you do with Jesus is everything. And, and in this, we can see, okay, lamp, what's that representing? Well, it's the kingdom. Well, it's Jesus. Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world, also something we saw in the book of John. And so Jesus is the light of the world, so he's like the lamp. So what's logical about a lamp? You know, I, I, in my office, if you go in there, you can see all these Edison bulbs, and the, the main lights are turned out because I like it like a man cave, and it's all real chill and and. You know, I, I love that. But other people come in and they're not, they're like, "What? Why is it so dark in here?" Well, like, "What are you doing?" Um, but no, this is the way I like it. It's, it's you know, the light has got this effect on it. So <laughs> that's just my personality. But but if you have a lamp, I mean, I, I don't put it in a box and you know plug it in and be like, "All right, good, we got that settled." You know, it's, it's it's illogical, and that's the point of this parable here. Is Jesus is like he's asking this rhetorical question, like, "Hey, do you y'all do dumb things?" No, of course not. Like, if you have a lamp, and of course these weren't elect electric lamps, so if you put it under a basket, that's a fire hazard. You put it under the bed, that's just dumb. So of course he's saying like, "Don't do these illogical things." So what he's showing is, well, what you do with me is like that. Are you going to conceal me because the the, the rest of the world has a knowledge of Jesus. They've heard of Jesus and they subvert it or, you know, push it away in their conscience. And okay, that's not going to end well for you. Or are you seeing Jesus for who he is, the light of the world? He's, he's come, his purpose as the second person of the Trinity is to reveal truth, to enlighten minds and to conquer the darkness of our hearts and to conquer, to push back the darkness of this, this world to usher in his new kingdom. And so, are you, what are you going to do with that? What you do with Jesus is everything. Are you going to hide a lamp under the bed or reveal him and show him off and, you know, have that lighting? And then also in this little set, he makes this thing that's kind of confusing. He says, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And so as a sub point, this is really Jesus saying like, you know, use it or lose it. If you don't use the lamp correctly, in other words, if you don't respond to Jesus rightly, what you do with Jesus, you got to respond to Jesus, then you lose it. Because if you don't respond to Jesus well, then even the little that you have in this world will be taken away at the end. And of course, those who respond well to Jesus will re receive the kingdom. And so that was the first point. What you do with Jesus is everything. Number two, we must have confidence in the Word of God. We must have confidence in the Word of God. Um, this is another one of Jesus' seed parables. The kingdom of God is as if a man scatter a seed on the ground. And we've talked about in other parables, Jesus talks about the soil and receptivity and that. But here he's talking about this kind of slowly but surely growth of the seed 
out of our man's responsibility. So there's this this passive nature that we see now in man, and that it you know he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and he and grows and he knows not how. In verse twenty eight, the earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. So the seed, the seed itself contains its own growth. Obviously, the water and the light and the air. We know the you know, agricultural side of that, but the seed, you know, in in ways that we're not responsible for is, you know, that's confidence in the word of God. We see it later James in, in the book of James chapter one, verse 21, he said, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save you. So this word, the word of God is the seed and God is the one he will grow his kingdom. I'm, I'm emphasizing that God will, it will, the seed grows when it's in the ground and he is the one who grows it. So, this takes the pressure off, but also, and I have to say this, there's a responsibility and it's a high responsibility. You know, we, we see at the end when it's ripe at once, he puts out a sickle. So the man puts out a sickle. So the harvest has come. So we have a high res- responsibility. We don't just sit back and kick back. Well, we have to be ready for the harvest. But even more than that, we have this high responsibility of, of having to have confidence. And I mean that confidence in the word of God. Do you have confidence in the word? I think when we go to church every Thursday, every Sunday, we're into the groove and we can kind of get into a routine. There's a danger in the in this kind of unspoken mantra that we can all develop. Um, even if you're listening to this podcast, we can we can all of us who are routine participators, um, of course that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying there's there's an unspoken mantra that's kind of a danger. And that mantra is kind of like a Jesus loves me, this I know for Brady, Nick, and the podcasters tell me that the Bible tells me so. You know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for these guys tell me that the Bible tells me so. And there's this, we've kind of losing our confidence in the very word itself. That seed is the one, God's word is the one that grows. And do we have confidence in that? Are we ready for the harvest? Are you reading scripture for yourself? Are, are, are you, are, is your heart truly confident in God's word? Then number three, the kingdom will see exponential growth. The kingdom will see exponential growth. He continues on with another seed in the story. This is a different type of illustration. He's saying that, you know, the mustard seed, which is one of the smallest seeds, ends up growing into this huge tree, you know, and it's large branches so that the birds of the air, now people debate on what's the birds of the air, you know, but it's in, in verse 32, it says the birds of the air can, can make nests in its shade. So I kind of see that in Old Testament echoes of the nations. So in other words, all tribes and all people of all the nations will be able to see and participate in the kingdom of God because of the Great Commission. And so it's guaranteed that there will be exponential growth because we have the smallest seed of the mustard seed growing to this, this huge tree, and, and all the nations will get to take part of that. So the kingdom will guaranteed see exponential growth. The kingdom will see exponential growth. And it, it's just a certainty of investment. Um, I guess this is kind of showing my nerdiness, but also my age. I was thinking when I was reading, this is kind of like Back to the Future. I, I hope you all have seen what a great trilogy movie that is. I grew up on it. I love Back to the Future. But in the second movie, you know, um, Doc... He takes Marty McFly to the future, and Marty's like, he sees the sports almanac, 
And he's like, oh, if I go back in time with the sports almanac that has all the scores of the game, I can bet on every game and become a millionaire. And it's like he knows the future. It's the certainty of investment. And he goes back in time and, you know, Biff gets the almanac and, you know, that's the whole movie. Anyways, so there's the certainty of investment. That's kind of like what we see in that movie that we know Jesus is saying here, like, look, I'm responsible. The word itself, my word is what is going to grow. It's guaranteed. You just have to have certainty in it, confidence in it and be ready for the harvest. And then in this parable, he's saying it will guaranteed my kingdom will be huge. It will it will it'll start small, but be huge in the end. Just like, you know, we see with these 12 ragtag men, fishermen ends up into this worldwide movement. You know, whether you, whether it looks plausible or not, I don't know if that's a good investment or not. Well, whether it seems like it or not, bet on this, okay? Bet on this, that the kingdom will see exponential growth. Uh, I started attending... New Vision in, in 2005 when I, when I started going to college at MTSU. And what was the main sanctuary then is now uh, the chapel. And so that was, you know, we've gone through two sanctuaries since then in this growth. And so I, I say that not it's not just the size, but it's the stories, the stories, the impact of people and in, in lives, not only myself and just seeing how many people that the kingdom God has impacted throughout this short amount of time that I've been there compared to the relative history of the the church, the church, God's kingdom, the church is God's outpost of the kingdom. You know, we're a forward operating base of his kingdom and we are guaranteed to see exponential growth in the end. That should give us confidence, whether we feel like we're affecting it much now or not, whether we kind of can get hopeless, but we don't see much growth. There will be, there will be growth. God's the one who'll do it. Have confidence, in the word and expect to see the the exponential growth in the end might not be this side of heaven, but it will be on the other side. So hope that helps you guys. I always tend to go over on these podcasts. I'm sorry. I hope you're still with us. (laughs) I'll try to keep it shorter in the future and you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.